Happy! Welcome, welcome everyone. Hello. To a special edition of the Ruckus Podcast. So, boys, what have you been doing in the last year and a half since we last had one of these? Everyone been keeping busy and special. Does anyone still watch rugby? Gamble, you, you even... Gamble, you went to the zoo about eight months ago, didn't you? How was it? <laughs> How was <laughs> that? Was it a nice time? Awesome. Excellent. Really good. Good. Oh, I love the zoo. Jane, there's only um, oh, yeah, a small dog in there. No animals, just one small dog. Yeah. It was a shit zoo. <laughs> hey. Hey. Back, back on the gags. <laughs> back in the game. <laughs> it was like we'd never been away. Yeah. Unbelievable. Who watched the internationals recently? <laughs> I watched one and a half of the three. <laughs> I watched uh, well, let's three re- quarters of one. Of one of oh, we, we oh yeah, oh, I'm not. Ca- yeah, okay. Watch the first three. I watched all three of the first. I've seen. Ones? I've seen four and a half out of six. I think yeah, you win with four and a half out of six. That's decent. Uh, yeah, you win as well. <laughs> and what about Dougie? Yeah. Still playing? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm playing. We're rubbish, though. We are awful. Um, we are just terrible now. As opposed it, to the it, high high bar we set before, yeah, yeah. There's there's <laughs> definite <laughs> correlation between those two trees. <laughs> hey, I didn't I didn't draw the line. How long have you been playing at ten for? All season. I mean, <laughs> how long have you been shit? <laughs> What's your favourite move? Set move. Switch. <laughs> <laughs> so on a positive note, how does everyone think Eddie Jones's England is getting on? Enjoyed. Yeah, yeah I thought it was a nice match. <laughs> thought they played well on the weekend. Yeah. I agree. Shove it up the jumper. I th- there's good things and there's some um, frustrating things, but the, m- the good things are more exciting. I think that what's super exciting is the young team and the, you know, the, I reckon. I texted Doug this morning. I say, I'm gonna. I reckon England will win the next World Cup. I'm gonna hop right on the bandwagon before it's even <laughs> set sail. Let's set us all out. <laughs> From now, and we can really? do our next episode in but, four years' time. But see what four years proven right. What happens? The there's, final. there's always so many like new dawns where twenty-year-olds get blooded, but then there's not that many twenty-four-year-olds come World Cup time. I always think that. Yeah, I think England rarely blood twenty-year-olds, and it's nice to see when you see like the Australians. They always th- think if you're good enough, you're old yeah. enough. It's really nice to actually throw some in in what is a little already young, but established team everyone's moaning that oh you know new coach new era new attitude same team but I actually think there's been some very not even subtle changes and I'm really surprised that some people are moaning in the way they are I think um, he's just referencing me there Jack that's pretty much the same line I fed you (laughs) yeah 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 I know but but what I'm doing is I've fed the line and then I'm going I'm going wholeheartedly against it before you can even state your case I mean a lot of well practiced a lot of the kind of radio and TV pundits and stuff are saying, well, he's only been in it for, you know, a matter of three weeks or whatever. How many kind of wholesale changes can you expect? Are you saying you think there actually have been some very clear <laughs> changes in play? Yeah, like Ford and Farrell only ever played together once before in their entire England career. And now, you know, they've gone twice in a row. I think it's a really positive move. However, Gamble and I watched the first game together and I was absolutely rancidly ranting about how I thought Ford was playing for them. He was rubbish and to be honest I didn't think he was that much better. He threw some horrendous passes out. Um, really? Do you reckon? He's clearly... How good was how good was Owen Farrell's pass for the first good. score though? That was yeah. decent wasn't it? 
was really I mean, good. Is it a partnership that has some longevity? Because we're quite blessed in the centres, aren't we? A lot of players. No, so I, I don't. I don't know if those two will be perfect moving forward. But I would. I think. I, I, well, I'm absolutely delighted we have a ball playing twelve now. Regardless of what people think of Farrell, his scanning and his distribution is fantastic. His, his like, vision of where space is, his kicking game is fantastic. So he's a really good asset to have. Um, I think he's a better 10, and I'd love to have Henry Slade play that role outside him. When, mm. he's, yeah. when he's back on two legs. And I, My I, man. Absolutely he's going to be healthy next month, apparently. Yeah, ahead of schedules. Crazy healing. I'd love like, to have in the spoiled situation where we have... Um, uh, I, so I think Farrell's the man I think Cipriani should be given more of a shot so I'd have those two as 10 have you, have you heard he's yeah. going back to Wasps that came out earlier didn't it is it actually that came is out he? yeah yeah next Can season he's back to Wasps confirmed that is absolutely wicked do you think he'll ever do you think he'll get back in an England team because he's been playing yeah. really well wasp, in the premiership yeah. and stuff yeah, like, yeah. how much better does he have to play to get oh, picked yeah but you see have he's you not playing in the big matches is he he's playing for sale really well but he's not playing in I'd love to have two Lange back when he's Fully fit and ready to go. Is he going to get a chance again? Of having a ball playing twelve, but he's he's brilliant, isn't he? It's been out the frame. Great to have that option. Out the frame for a couple of years. Do you think he's going to come back in as automatic choice when he's ready? I think he, people are saying he's lost a bit of pace. Therefore, twelve would be more. He'd be able to get away with a bit more. But he was so rapid to start with. People, I just think that if you look, I thought the the forwards we we played a very Saracens game. Both matches, particularly against well, both matches, um, and we were the forwards did do a lot of good softening up and a lot of hard work, but the backs were really, really lateral, particularly against Scotland, and there was nothing holding anyone. So f- you can't ask Farrell to do that because it's not his attribute. And then JJ's only going to make outside breaks. His positioning's great. He's got lots of attributes, but there's no one. There's no like big wingers coming in. There's no real Banahan. balance to really to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get him in. You, get him the golden ticket. Yeah, uh, that would really uh, make me sad. I mean, is, is there anyone at the moment? It, like jokes aside, Banahan. Is there anyone who's out in the wilderness who you think should have been in his first squad who hasn't made the cut? Um, no. What in the backs? No. I would. Uh, I mean, you mean in like a big man role? Well, yeah, just well, no, just all all around the park. I mean, there's no Burrell, and everyone was clamouring for him after Burgess, you know, didn't make an impact. Is he injured or yeah, what's? what's I, I wouldn't have picked. I wouldn't have picked Burrell. I only found out recently that Kvezic's only twenty three. I thought. I thought it was a bit I older than that. He was like twenty six. I thought it was like end of his career style, like not end of his career, but I thought it was like late twenty. He keep, he keeps getting in the squad and m- like missing the final cut, doesn't he? Yeah, he keeps getting very out, close. Yeah. Gamble and I and Gamble's bro we're having a big debate about whether England have any world class players and I think we've got lots of really great Mike players. Brown he is actually world class he is a player I, well since since everyone has decided they love him I now don't think I like him as much but I think that's <laughs> me, me being very pedantic I think he's had two under under par games if uh, Billy yeah. Bernapolo keeps playing like he played in the first two games for the whole tournament is he world class yeah, he was not yet against Scotland. I think he's pretty great, though. I'm really excited about him. But um, I'm really super excited for Nathan Hughes to become English <laughs> in the summer. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely wonderful to have those two. He's, he's going to cause so much destruction. He's pretty much single. Him and Daly have like single-handedly dragged Wasps to 
really competitive side in Europe. I think he's an absolute beast. He's like six foot, what is he? Six foot five, nineteen and a half stone. Offloads like he's, he's holding a tennis ball, Me. and just absolutely smashes people. I mean, we've offloads we, like we've spoken about this before. Uh, oh, ho, 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 soft hands. We've spoken about <laughs> this before. Um, probably about three years ago when the podcast was in its infancy. Uh, <laughs> Nationalising players. Last episode. That's that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That Irish Irish guy, uh, CJ Stander, is it? The South African um, yeah. who had an insane first game. Their qualification period is just three years. I don't know if England has the same. Has anyone got any kind of deep thoughts on this? Does anyone care about the kind of process of becoming yeah. eligible? See... I don't I care really for the record. I do not care. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm honestly not that fast. I think if, yeah, it'd be really. well. Ideally, nobody would do it. Maybe, but if everybody does it, then you have to do it. Really, don't you? To stay. It's just that the, the shame is, it's that we've we've definitely had this debate. I remember it, and I remember making the same points. Was it insightful? Which is like, <laughs> which is what we do every. Episode. The thing is, like Nathan Hughes chose not to play for Fiji in this year's you know in the World Cup oh. because he wants to play for England in the summer. Despite being an amazing eight, he could he would get into most international teams, and so obviously for world rugby, is it is it right on the one hand? But then on on the on the other hand, you've got to be able to acknowledge that if he was in playing for Fiji, his salary and his career and his family, and they wouldn't get half the money that they get. And at the end yeah. of the day, all of Fiji are going to be proud for him when he wears the red rose and they're going to be like all the specific islanders really get behind each other even though they're painting for different have teams. you seen that documentary pacific warriors which thinks about, about exactly that. that question i've not We've, seen it oh netflix at i makes. haven't watched it either it's on netflix though, isn't it <laughs> yeah. I, no i, I see i saw it the other day and i was like i actually good, watched it very it? recently and at the end it ran through every international team that has some Fiji, oh sorry, Fijian, Tongan or Samoan blood in it, and I assumed it was just going to be like kind of New Zealand, and obviously the um, you got you know you got the Tuolangis and the kind of Vanapola brothers, but it's not. There's so many countries who have been like yeah, and if you look at, benefited if you just from. Take, yeah, it's mental. If you just take Tonga as uh, just as a case study, and you look at the population of Tonga, which is absolutely nothing, it's it's like. Half of, like I don't know. I can't speak. Thirty people or something, isn't it? It's probably about two rugby teams worth. I think. I think thirty people. If you, if you look at the profession, if you look at the top tier in France, you know Britain, top, you know Super fifteen, fourteen, whatever it is, it's obscene how many Tongans there are. They're just absolute beasts. And if you broaden that to Fiji, which is an, an awful lot bigger. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, yeah. it's just. It's, I think it's, it's my gut. My gut. Tell, my gut tells me Tonga is less than two hundred thousand. I think it's about one hundred and fifty thousand people. Is my guess. My There's gut that, tells me um, like two hundred, three hundred. Oh, okay, fine. I sent uh, an article around. I think it was about um, island Pacific Islanders and how they get exploited by big oh, yeah. teams in the in the Premiership and in the Pro Fourteen and how they get brought over the like thirty, all whacked in a house. And then maybe one of them makes it, but it was saying the same. Thirty in a house. Yeah, the, no, it, was, it was literally like not, they they put all in. Not you thirty, can't but that many the, you get. I'm pigs. trying to paint a picture, Jack. I'm <laughs> trying like, to paint a picture. It's like a podcast. Like, they're not like battery chickens. They're not like. No, but they genuinely was. That's what they were He's, talking have, about. That's how they were saying I have, it. I have seen a similar thing. Um, it was with how 
uh, junior colleges in America recruit high school footballers who didn't get the kind of GPA to get into a mainstream college, and some of the accommodation there was atrocious. Um, yeah, well, this was a, it was the same sort of thing. They said they brought them over and they gave a stat. I think it was it was in this, this article. Was re- yeah, exactly. And then yeah. once they don't get picked, they don't have anywhere to don't have anywhere to go. But they said something about I think it was in the top the Pro 14, the top three try scorers in the 2013 2014 or something like that were from Pacific Islanders, like were Pacific Islanders or something. They just make they you just know, make they can, class wingers for fun down there. It's unbelievable. And yeah. like um, so <coughs> the team I was playing for, and one of my best mates in the team was a Tongan chap who was awesome, but thirty mid, maybe thirty four, and he's like played rugby his whole life, coming to the end of his career, and had he been capped? Young, Did he get young, a cap? Young family. Sorry. Did he get a cap? He, no, he played for Tongan age groups, and I don't think he played for the first. He played for the sevens team. Oh, fair. And um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm really wondering what he's. I think he's gone back to Tonga now and kind of just chilling out on a farm. But he's lucky enough to get back. But had he not been able to, he'd just be kind of stuck without a livelihood or job or anything in France. But on the other hand, you yeah. play rugby and get paid, and he loves yeah, it. Yeah, but I mean, there's but the long yeah. the long term prospects, I suppose, are a bit more damning for like that situation, yeah. I guess. With, with what you lose out on in order to kind of play high level sport, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. You can't see the system changing soon, can you? It seems like the divisions get broader and broader all the time. Yeah. What's next? Well, we've talked Sam, about one Six about? Nations game and rugby in <laughs> the Pacific. Done. We didn't really <laughs> Six <laughs> Nations cover that has next. A, that has appealed to our core target Jim. audiences. <laughs> yeah. Random nonsense, rugby based. Damn. Um, Gamble, Gamble, what do you want to talk about? Um, I will talk about. I was going to mention earlier when we were talking about England. I was uh, and have been pleasantly surprised by Jack Null Woo-hoo. in the second game. I thought his defence was quite good. He seems to hit people quite hard and he gets involved in rucks and stuff. And I, th- I saw him, I remember distinctly him doing some damage at a breakdown and stuff. And I thought, it's good. I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's back, really, because I thought he was another one of those players that had a bit of a... We had, whatever it was, two or three games he didn't play mm. so good, and they were like, well, we won't see him for a while, and now he's... Now I'm really, really again. hoping he's... I hope he's, they I, keep I, him for a while. I think he's never going to be, like, um, a winger that's going to really grab the headlines, but I'm, he's an intelligent rugby player that can... I mean, he, he has a good return. I think he's you know, eight, 8 from 12 or something like that. I mean, he's... I know it's yeah. accentuated by Uruguay. Yeah, he's a good finisher. But... He always beats the first. Yeah. I'm really hoping he's going to turn into like uh, an English Adam Ashley Cooper, where he just oh. he knows rugby inside out. Him, him, I'm and Watson probably have the the wing spots nailed down for this tournament, don't they? I can't yeah, see I any so. immediate competition. So, yeah. um, and you think and you get again, the sense like... they're, they're building something there? I think with that back line, I don't think there's too many positions they're up for grabs right now, at least. It's just the twelve and it's the twelve shirt, really. I think if and I'd move Farrell in one. I reckon yeah, Alec, Alex Good could get a play ahead of Brown in the Six Nations. He's looking really good, if, yeah. If Brown has one more gammy one, because every time Good comes on, he's made a real impression. But exciting, yeah. that said, three average games does not make you an average player. He is quality. But, you know, Good's a good player. Who would, you, uh, who would you guys have at nine? I thought da- I, oh, are we going to talk about the Ben Young's man of the match? I don't know what went on there. I don't know. Was it like... It, it was pretty nuts. It, I thought it played a mistake. Clearly a fix. Right. Yeah, clearly a mistake. Surely he was <laughs> off after like fifty-five was, minutes. Yeah, I thought it was like voted for, and the votes were collected like 
Eric, like it, it happened. I mean, I think didn't that? I remember when we were at school, we went to. It might have been that game where Lewis Moody got sent off. We went to like a Twickenham game. I think England Pacific Islands or something. I think that was what it was. And yeah, uh, I, I remember after like about two, fight, two minutes, too long, yeah. yeah, after about two minutes, someone had sent a text in voting for like Johnny Wilkinson as man of the match, and then their text like won the competition, and we were all like, <laughs> "What?" And then he won like he won like a corporate box for the next game. So I reckon something's going on here. But I'd pick Danny Kerr at nine, Nick, to answer your question, uh, and I'd like no, really? I'd like Joe Simpson to get in the squad as well. I think he uh, is wicked. I've thought that for a few years. You heard, Fair it, you heard it. He just got first. injured at the wrong time, didn't he? Yeah. Just before squad sele- squad selection, I'd I'd have Youngs. I thought they were both decent. I think I think Youngs is good to have start the game, and then Danny Care do what he does, come in a bit a bit later on, sort of just into the second half, and did cause make a bit a of havoc. He did play well. I mean, they get they, he's, yeah. he's Quinn's captain now as well. So I'm, I mean, I know it's been about six years since he infuriated Johnson with that yellow card against Ireland that it made everyone think oh he's a loose cannon I'm not saying like the captaincy has completely reformed his temperament but I think he's now I don't really see him as the liability the live wire that people did before yeah, I, I, think, I think he's kept his good qualities but he's a much more sensible hot, head yeah. people have all said the same about when it, they've said the similar things because he's had a kid now and he's settled down hmm. a lot apparently so. let's talk about the Italian fly half that the commentators are raving about Canna is he that good Everyone's been saying he he's amazing. He looks, he looks decent to me, yeah. It's I mean, mental that he's not in the top division. That is mental. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a policeman a year ago yeah. or something, wasn't <laughs> yeah. he? That's unbelievable. That is such a top effort. And yeah. the fullback against France was like, in Italy, you know, they've got your two teams in the top 12 or whatever it is. In the That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then you have like a feeder league for those yeah, two teams. Zeb, yeah. Zeb Ray and, and um, Treviso, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and then the the rumor mill. I don't know where I picked this up from, but I heard the fullback wasn't even in that feeder league. Had an absolute storm against. Just France. straight into the national side. Doesn't even play club rugby. Get yeah. him. <laughs> so how good is Campagnaro, the thirteen? I've been yeah, the Exeter guy. Remember, but yeah. I, I, he got injured for almost all of last season. But Ooh. I was just so chuffed when he went to Exeter. I've been loving him for ages. He's so good. Absolutely sat down everyone in the England team. I thought he was great. I like I like the centre with the ginger beard. He looks like Thor and Halfhand yeah. from Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> just crunching people. Um, but then he yeah, got injured. Just I think himself. he's Romanian. I think he's actually Romanian. They are my adopted team. I bought in that. I can't, we haven't even. We didn't even have a World Cup podcast when the World Cup was in England. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> no, I bought. I bought. Uh, <laughs> like, it is the most damning the part of this whole podcast. I, I bought, I bought, a, I bought a Romanian shirt before the tournament. The Romanian away shirt for like sixty-five quid or something exorbitant because it has its design. The Romanian like third strip just has a giant anchor on the front and like a little rainbow that goes across the tummy I loved it it was amazing um, <laughs> ha- hasn't got worn much but yeah, that's money in the bank next next time next time next time you come to uh, London we'll hook up with Cesar my Romanian bear friend sick I'll bring my shirt like, can where? you sign my shirt he's awesome <laughs> it, Cesar was a Cesar was like 120 kg, kg hooker well, that's probably too much 105 110 and uh, his previous jobs before rugby were bouncer, security guard, debt collector. He's hard as <laughs> fucking nails. <laughs> in Romania, is it re- debt collector in Romania? The last, the penultimate game in my first season in France, um, he got red carded. What did I he think do? Rightly so. And um, that meant that he was. 
I um, think rightly so. Uh, yeah, Justified. Probably. And it meant that he's going to miss the last game. And the last game was really crucial. And so he wasn't happy about this and was still not happy after the whistle gone. And a lot of the supporters were not happy with the referee. And so what happens when this regularly happens in France, even at Tier 4, is a cage comes <laughs> out. Like, I can, a tunnel comes to the pitch so that the referee... Like a shark cage. Without, yeah, Brilliant. And so he walks into the change room, obviously... Loads, getting loads of abuse from the fans and Cesar's gone round the back Very delight, kicks match. in the door of the referee's changing room the cage. <laughs> and and says loudly in French he was banned from France uh, playing in the French leagues for the next France. year so unfortunately that was mine and Cesar's journey together over <laughs> your ball is get Campbell Right, cheers for listening, everyone. We may or may not be back in a year and a half. Best wishes. <laughs> nah, we will. See we'll be back, we'll be back in two weeks. Bye-bye. 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 Bye